Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host. Managing editor, unemployed writer, Mark Salcedo, S. Green Gate. That was a long-ass title I gave myself. Mm. I don't know why you did that. I don't know either. It's been a while since we recorded. I haven't gotten my head back in the game. Mm. All yeah. right. Now it's in the game. It's in the game now? Yeah. Are you sure? No. You might miss your turn. Crap. <laughs> you have a strong heart. No fear, but stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> That's accurate. You need that when you're playing games. <laughs> yeah definitely the stupidity part yeah i gotta have the no fear part while playing tetris <laughs> <laughs> you're playing scrabble I know. oh my god <laughs> so much pressure <clears throat> yeah like if i spell the word boo uh get terrified no i spell the word boo uh but you don't get scared because you have no fear but everyone else is like oh fuck well see that's why that's why i make the smart move and put an m there so i get boom or, even smarter, B for boob. <laughs> T for boot. <laughs> yeah. A boot. Mm. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. Two E's in real. You can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. If you could please review us on our podcast. You know, wherever you listen to it. Mm, any podcast catchers, <clears throat> you are currently listening to this super exciting episode of the Real Pill podcast. That's right. my that's my NPR impersonation. Is it really? Yeah. I thought you were trying to invoke uh, William Shatner, <laughs> but poorly. <laughs> no, I'm not a complete asshole, <laughs> so I can't be William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? I mean, I could try. No, are you sure you're not a complete asshole? Uh, actually, you want to hear a funny story? Actually, it's not a funny story. It's a stupid quote. There's a guy I knew. He said he said once to a girl he was arguing with. He goes, you're an ass half. It takes two to make an asshole. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of funny. I should use that. And I tried using it once. No, it didn't work as well. No, that's no. like when that time when I made that goat, um, that goat <laughs> joke. Oh, it's about Billy the Kid? Mm-hmm. God, I can't believe I remember uh, that. And then I did it so perfectly when I did it, and uh, then I could never remember it again. Okay, let's keep that going, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, our segments for this week, we're light on segments, just so you know, because this is a catch-up episode. Our recent review is Avatar, The Way of Water. Our geriatric cinematic is Avatar, from 2009. Mark, what's the terpic? <clears throat> is this shit culturally relevant we're gonna find out mm. um how you doing kelsey how was your how was your holidays because this is we're, we're recording after christmas mm. how, how was, was my hol- holidays yeah or yeah okay normally and actually kind of did happen leading up to christmas i was really anxious and like depressed because mm. i always get that way during the holidays mm. but you know i feel like it was different this year for a very particular reason. Okay. Um, and all of a sudden I felt better. Like, but I was sick. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So then I wasn't better. Like, I was very, very sick. Like, I felt sick when I woke up on Thursday before Christmas. I told you I was going to get you sick. Yeah, but, like, you always do that, too, where you're like, I'm not going to hang out. Like, I'm going to hang out with you even if you're sick. Mm -hmm. And you don't get sick. Anyways, I thought you had the same thing that I already had. And I was just sick a month ago. Oh, well, maybe, maybe my sickness was catching up to your sickness. And then your sickness was like, no, I got to think like four steps ahead. And then we got to get down with the sickness. <laughs> <laughs> and I was down with the sickness. So, yeah, Thursday, went to work, left an hour and a half later because I was like, fuck this shit. Mm. I knew I shouldn't have come to work. Mm. Uh, you know, plugged where I turned, I put my laptop by the, cu- the couch. Mm. And proceeded to sleep for four hours. Yeah, you were like knocked out. I like I came over. I can't remember why I came over, um, but I came over and you were just like sick as shit. Yeah, you were gonna work on the computer. That's why. Oh, I think I, like, I think because I think I was writing my review for uh, Avatar: The Way of Water for Screen Geek, so I think that was why I was here. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, you know uh, that night I went to bed. It was like ten thirty. Mm-hmm. And I kept, I would wake up and like, I couldn't get out of bed. So I'd go back to sleep like right away. Yeah. Didn't get out of bed. I woke up at one thirty the next morning, afternoon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, I was like, oh shit. I've mm. never done that before. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> didn't feel any better the next day. Mm. Had a hard time sleeping at night. I wake up every two hours coughing my brains out. Mm. Then I couldn't fall back asleep. Then Christmas Eve, I was like, I feel 70% better and I have Christmas shopping to do. Mm. So I have to take my sick self out mm. and try the, to get... Spread them germs. <laughs> and have to try and get everything done before six when everything closes. Mm. And I, I succeeded. Um, I was sweaty, but I succeeded. Yeah. And then um, wrap presents with Cadence. Cadence thought it was really funny to wrap presents with me because like i was still sick and by that time i had been shopping all day so mm. like i just <laughs> didn't have a lot of energy for she's wrapping laughing at your suffrage <laughs> well she was because i'm like i don't know how to it's a box the paper keeps like doing weird shit that it doesn't normally do mm. like i don't i don't know how to wrap presents this year and like some some things weren't looking right and she's laughing because like what the fuck is this like mm. um I got the present wrapping done and then, you know, went to bed, woke up the next morning after not sleeping very well again. Mm, felt great, right? <laughs> no. The very first conversation I had on Christmas morning was trying to explain to Cadence why the artist she was listening to, even though he had two songs she found funny and wasn't listening to the rest of his dis- discography, mm. <clears throat> he's a Trump supporter and has a song called... Um how to make a noose or something like that yeah and then that so i was like my first conversation with her was this is what lynching is mm. on christmas morning yeah that's what everybody should hear <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so i had to tell her like you can't listen to this guy anymore um <clears throat> and um then took my kids to their dad and uh proceeded to uh Eat at El Torito. Yeah, that's where you join um, 
me and my family <clears throat> to eat at El Torito because my mom was like, I don't want to cook for Christmas, so we're going to go out and eat, which was a horrible idea because the only thing that was open, or I can see a restaurant that was open at the time was El Torito. Mm. And um, <laughs> yeah, we had uh, reservations was at three, got there, didn't get seated until four. After sitting out in the sun, because we're in California. And it was 84 degrees. Yeah, on Christmas Day. That's what I was like. I hate this shit. Anyway, so so then sat down at four, didn't get her food until like five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole the whole bill situation was another pain in the ass. Um, Somehow it was worse than last time. I know, right? Like, how is it worse than yeah. last time? And then. And your aunt's funny. And then we left like at six. So we were at El Torito for like three hours for like some subpar food. Seriously. And I ordered um, the <clears throat> chile relleno. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. It was like not. It was not what it was advertised. I don't yeah. even think it was classified as food when I got it. Yeah. I couldn't even cut it with a butter knife. Like it was mush on the inside and Ooh. fibrous on the outside. Ooh. So it wouldn't cut with a knife, but it would shred with a fork. Uh so it was like when you get the hard piece of like a green bean. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is not us like shitting on the food service industry and everything like that. I feel bad for those people who have to work on Christmas Day. Yeah. And the and waitress was really trying her best to like diffuse people's attitudes and she yeah. really had a good attitude. So Yeah. Yeah. She was really nice. We tipped her. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I got tacos. Uh-huh. They were bad too. They were very dry. <laughs> So, you know, afterwards, I came home and immediately made a steak. Because <laughs> you're so disappointed in that shit. And I was hungry. <laughs> and I was watching Carol Burnett and eating a steak. That sounds like a, a good ending to a Christmas, a horrible Christmas. Yeah, uh, you would think so. Well, not, well not, not necessarily horrible, but like... It It was good, bad. Yeah, it was good, bad. <laughs> it has moments. It has moments. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, I, I was actually pretty upbeat until because... Being social takes a lot out of me, so I was getting depressed after when I got home. You know, I feel you because I was going through the same thing, um, dealing with my family and then dealing with my dealing with uh, Meg's family for two days. I was drained those past two days. I guess I can't be. I, I mean, I'm. I mean, I've been sick as well, so maybe that has a factor in there. Um, being sick and then trying to be what's the word sociable, mm. I think. And just being tired. Like, I, I've, I've been tired for the past, what was it, Thursday? When was Christmas? Sunday? Um, yeah. Christmas on Sunday, today's Tuesday, the time of this recording. I've just been feeling tired for the past, like, three or four days. Yeah. And it's just exhausting. No. Yeah, being tired is exhausting. Yeah. Dealing dealing with people and their, dealing with family members and their bullshit is exhausting. Mm. Your aunt is funny. Yeah, she's she, very serious about not paying the bill. Oh, was she? I didn't, that part I did not know. No, she's totally serious about it. She did not on Thanksgiving. Mm. She didn't. And then she was saying about it a couple times uh-huh. on Christmas. But your mom kept being like, well, how much are you paying? You know, like, how much is your bill? And then, like, she ended up paying. Yeah. Because she couldn't. She was trying to slide by. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is so funny. And my mom did that again. She did it for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> I didn't think she was going to do it again. She was like... Yeah, well, why don't everybody go out for Christmas so we can eat for eat uh have dinner for Christmas? And I'm, I guess I'm thinking, or my mom kind of was leading the idea of like I'm gonna pay 
Again. Uh, again, yeah. I, you know why? She said that for Thanksgiving. She actually did say she would. Yeah, and then this time it was just like, no, everyone pitch in. Like, we're not going to do this next year. Like, I fuck expected that. it for Christmas, but like, yeah, I'm not... I don't think next year, if she wants to eat out, I'm not I'm not doing that. Yeah, neither am I. Like, either Meg is going to cook or I am. Yeah. It's going to be one of the two. And if Meg doesn't want to cook, because I know she doesn't really like to anymore, uh, then I'll, I'll cook. No, she'll cook. I remember she, she, she kept saying, too, it was like, she said, like, if we can't figure out what your mom's doing, then I'll cook and I'll just make, like, a lasagna or we'll just have dinner at Christmas or something like that. Or dinner at her place. And I was like, no, no, no. We'll, we'll <coughs> excuse me. We'll, um. You know, it'll be good. And it wasn't. <laughs> I don't want lasagna on Christmas. Well, she, I mean, she just threw that idea. I don't think she was going to really, like, stick with it. Mm. Um, yeah, but next time, if my mom tries to pull that again, I'll just be like, let's just do a potluck. Yeah, like, figure out what she's doing and then... But that's what I was saying. Like, she has a kitchen. Mm-hmm. I can't really cook here like that. Yeah. So I would want to do it, even if me and Meg are both cooking at yeah. your mom's house. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, my mom's not going to let you uh, take over her kitchen. I know. That's that's stupid for me, assuming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's enough of this uh, Christmas bullshit. Um, what do we got? What are we going to, what are we going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about <clears throat> Avatar. I like how you had to gear that up. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar. The way of I know you think I'm crazy. But I feel her. I hear her heartbeat. She's so close. So what does her heartbeat sound like? Mighty. The synopsis is Jake Sully lives with his newfound family formed on the extrasolar moon Pandora. Once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with Natiri and the army of the Navi race to protect their home. Directed by James Cameron, written by Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silver, and James Cameron. It stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, and Kate Winslet. So this movie finally came out. It's been what thirteen years? Two thousand nine, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So it's been thirteen years for mm-hmm. this fucking sequel to come out, mm-hmm. and it's finally out. So Kelsey, what are your overall thoughts uh, for Avatar: The Way of Water? I don't like it at all. What? Are you serious? I like the... I like the technology. That, like, the the look of it. Like, how yeah. he... How they mastered the CGI. Yeah. It's not perfect, but it's pretty close. Uh-huh. And, um... That's mostly what I like about it. Really? You seem a bit more, uh more positive on on the movie when we uh when we left the theater did i yeah you seem to like i I know you weren't like oh my god but i i thought i i got the sense that you you liked it you you had your issues but not like you just said like i didn't like it at all i was trying not to tell you that i didn't like it but 
I definitely wasn't saying I like it. And I, I thought you picked up on it. Apparently I picked on the wrong I picked up the wrong signal. I really don't I don't like the movie because uh Okay. Um the original Avatar movie, the first one, mm. tried to be very different. Mm. And this film was like, yeah, we're still going to keep with the theme. But then they went with very, it's like they went backwards in theme. Like, mm. it brought things into it that you would get in any other movie. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? And it, like a lot mm. of it's almost like stereotypical stuff or like mm. cliche or... Mm. Um, some of it was just kind of weird. Like, it wasn't even interesting. It was just weird. Okay. Like, um, the one guy that they call um, Monkey, I think. Oh, Spider. Spider? Yeah. Oh, they call him Monkey Boy, but also Spider. Mm. He, and the thing that's weird about him, too, is he's not a boy. He's just a man who looks really small next to the avatars. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I would have to assume he's kind of a... Uh teenager or something like that uh spider played by uh jack champion yeah he so like he was just weird a weird character he did mm. not fit into the the, the movie to me mm, okay um his whole backstory was really strange and um it is very his whole backstory <clears throat> is very like wand waving like mm-hmm. it's very like oh yeah th- he's been here this whole time here's why here and here's why you haven't seen him here's why you didn't see him in the first one yeah Mm. and then so that's my thing is like and then there are different themes like Mm. there's like the action Mm. but it's not just fighting between like i don't know you would expect oh let's do fighting between like navi tribes or something yeah um but it's not like that it's like regular like gun toting Mm. violence i'm like what the fuck Mm, okay like we're just really disappointed really okay all right shit i feel like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the only one defending this movie um like like any like uh oh yeah like this movie needs defending well not just that but like i wouldn't expect anything else like you're always defending things and then i'm always like no (laughs) I, I, i know what i like you know, sometimes you can't convince me, like, okay, it's not that great or something like that. And I think, I think, because I have a more, um, this is not a dig on, dig on you or anything like that. I, I guess I have a more positive, positive outlook, a positive outlook, especially like the whole movie going experience and stuff like that. So I, I think that's why, um, why I'm a, why I'll be a bit more positive mm-hmm. on this movie. I, I did like it. I, there are some problems, like, for example, like the story, it is kind of like a retelling of the first, uh, the first Avatar. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just uh, the plots are just kind of mixed around a little bit mm-hmm. to be somewhat different, but um, it is kind of the same story. Like even to the point where, where like in the first one, they were trying to uh, gather some. They were trying to dig for like material, which is called like unattainium or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it even got to a point where like they kind of do that again in this one. So it's like a different material that apparently is richer than the uh, unattainium from the first movie, mm-hmm. which is kind of like. Wait, like, why haven't they been digging for this material, like, since the beginning? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Exactly. Um, uh, the CGI, um, first of all, like, you can really, to me, you can really see James Cameron really pushing the limits of, like, filmmaking. He really was trying to do something, like, extraordinary and stuff like that. 
And I feel like I feel like he upped the ante with this one. Where like the first one we got this introduction of like the Navi and the their whole world and stuff like that. Um this one we introduced like the more the water aspect and the water creatures and stuff like that. It was it to me it was kind of amazing how he's able to still expand on this world. And even though like the first one he could have spent all his time expanding or kind of like here's the gist of the planet you know Mm. um and this in this one he's just like oh no there's like all these other creatures you have no idea what they look like and stuff like that and they to me they look spectacular like a lot i liked that Mm -hmm. like i loved a lot of like the underwater scenes the underwater shots and stuff like that i thought it was like i thought it looked like fucking amazing and i liked their connection with some of the creatures mm. under the water. Yeah. Um, while at the same time, I did start getting to a point where, like, it was showing off a little too much. And I was like, all right, can we, like, kind of, like, move the story forward? Like, yes, it looks pretty as fuck. I like looking at it. But can we, like, move along now? Well, there was also a part where one of the characters mm. was, like, underwater with the rest of them. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it was like she was missing for a while. Yeah, that's uh, <coughs> excuse me, that was uh, Kira. Yeah. Mm. And like, it, that's not a um, that's not a spoiler, but it was just weird because she actually wasn't missing. It was just how they cut the film. Yeah, like that. That I, I guess you're saying that edit was pretty weird. Um, it's funny because like with that character, you can tell they're like setting her up for like more stuff in the in the in the later sequels, mm-hmm. um, which. I mean, it was like it's it's in it's intriguing, but at the same time, it's so vague. You're just like, like, why are you bringing it? Like, you kind of have a lot going on. Why are you bringing in that aspect of it? Well, I think it's intriguing, but I would like the things that are going on with her to mm. be more of like, this is how it benefits the group. Yeah, or benefits like the story, the story, yeah. whatever. I just hope that she doesn't become like the. Like almost like the queen of everything or something. Mm. That's what I hope she doesn't become. Because okay. to me, in my brain, if it plays out like that and how mystical this world is, mm. I just feel like it's just like a kind of like a cop out. It's like the books that Cadence reads. Oh, I get what you're saying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah. very like you know what's it called? Those cat mo- show uh, those cat books. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Or Wings of Fire. Yeah, like, it's a little too mystical. Even though, like, the movie is type of, kind of mystical, but there is, you don't want it too, like, fantasy. You can make it cheesy. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like she's a little cheesy to begin with, but yeah. she has the potential to be more cheesy. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, okay, so what about, uh, we'll go further into the CGI, um, probably more into the spoiler section, because there's a, there's a lot of scenes that we can talk about with that. Um. But let's let's kind of focus on the acting. What do you think of of the acting? Um, some of it was good. Mm-hmm. Some of it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, I Stephen Lang. I'm tired of his shtick. Are you really? Yeah. I like Stephen Lang. I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff. I like him. I like, I like him. I mm. the, I meant the character. Oh, I'm tired. Not... I, like I'm just tired of it. Mm. Just tired of it. Like it's just. Well, why are you tired of it? Like, he, he's grating. Like mm. I can't take him seriously as like, like Thanos wasn't grating. Mm. Thanos was fucking scary. 
Okay. Okay. You know yeah. what? Like he was a big baddie and I was like intimidated by him and I was like really mm. worried for the characters. Okay. Stephen Lang, I'm just like, all right, like this shit again. <laughs> okay. And he he just says the stupidest shit. He's just a walking pun, like a walking um, pun generator or some shit. What's the word? Like, um, cliche? You know, like, have a nice trip, see you next fall, like those yeah. types of sayings. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's all he does. Okay. I, that's the thing. I didn't have a problem. I actually... Okay. So I actually liked his character in this one. Okay, so one thing... One of the, one of the biggest things I have to complain is like how his, character is, how his character comes back. It is very, like, wand-waving. Like, oh, they, here's how he came back. It's very but, um, soap opera-y. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, dun, 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 you shit. thought I was dead. Psych! Wait, hold on. Uh, what was his, what's his character's name? Uh, Corich. Corich, like he comes back and he's like, uh, "Oh, I hope I got the right one." He's like, "I'm back to Pandora." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, his like return is very like like I said, very wand waving. Like, oh, um, this is how he's back, and that's it. <laughs> like, like, like any idea of that had never really. It had never been established in this world of Pandora. Like we, well, we honestly don't know how like Earth is in in this franchise. It might be like dystopian as fuck or something like that. But we don't have an idea of the technology. Uh, I'm sorry, no, we have an idea of the technology, but how advanced that technology is. Um, so his his reintroduction to this whole franchise is kind of like what? <laughs> it, yeah. To me, it was like I, why? Um, but but it didn't like take away it didn't really didn't take away from me from actually enjoying his performance because I like how they had his character like uh like in the shoes of like the Navi and stuff like that mm-hmm. that part I actually did like and they kind of really start fucking with the concept of and, and in a good way the whole sci-fi concept of like what happens when this character returns in a particular way and how he has to cope with like certain actions that happened in his past life and stuff like that mm. i'm being like vegas fuck because i don't want to spoil that section um but like i don't know i i like that character i actually don't mind him i just feel like he is a cliche of mm. every military or drill sergeant mm. person you've ever seen in every movie mm. and while it worked for avatar mm. I didn't want to see it again in this movie. Oh, I okay. wanted something original. Yeah. And I just feel like he's like a fucking fly buzzing around in my ear. Okay. I can see. I can see where. Yeah. I can see that pro- uh, issue. I mean, you're wrong. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm messing. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. For uh, what we were talking about for a second. We were talking about the performance, like the acting. Oh, the performances. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, that's what I thought about him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronal, who's that again? Kate Winslet. She's the one, she's the queen of the other Navi, the, I forgot what they're called, but like the water. Oh yeah. Navi. yeah. She's like the queen, the pregnant one. It's funny because, um, I don't know if you got this sense, but the design of those characters mm-hmm. to me was black and I thought they were played by black people. Really, and then I found it really strange that they were white because they really seemed black to me. Well, the leader uh, looks like his name is Tono 
Wai, uh, Wai, um, the chief of the reef people. That's Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis is actually like, uh, he's from New Zealand. Is he white or black? He's a Kiwi. Okay. Like Taka Waititi, like that. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Because I'm like New Zealand, like, they, I don't know, white or black. Because <laughs> um, just because they're from New Zealand doesn't yeah, mean. No, no, I get you. I get you. Um, I, yeah, I just, they just look like, I don't know, like their physique or something about their eyes or something. Mm. So I thought it was weird that they were white. And it bothered me. Um, I can I can see where you're coming from. Uh, one of the one of the controversies this movie has come across was um, like the Kiwi culture. I believe it's the Kiwi. Oh no, indig- I'm sorry. The indigenous culture um, sees this film as more appropriating their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see where that issue lies because I and it did cross my mind like when I was watching this movie because I remember reading about it and stuff like that. <coughs> mm. Excuse me. Um, uh, but like I don't know, kind of walking in, I was like, "All right, I'm kind of kind of separate like the politics or the controversy from this movie, and kind of like more like hyper focus on. Let me just see what I'm watching instead of like this movie's trash because X, Y, and Z." Yeah. Um, also about Kate Winslet, I just don't think her character was written in a way that would really stretch her legs. There was mm-hmm. only one part where she was crying, yeah. and I really felt it. But like. Mm-hmm. She just wasn't right. She was, it was almost like an afterthought or like a plot device. I I, I tell you, the truth, I feel like Zoe Saldana kind of got that. Uh, uh, got the got the the same treatment. Yeah, I, I actually I would probably think even more so because like she was like one of the driving forces in the first in the first movie, and it got to the point where like I was actually really missing that character. Mm-hmm. Like this movie, this movie more focused on like the the uh, Sully family, like the kids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which. Normally, I would have a problem with because I'm not a fan of like child actors unless like they they have to really convince me that like they should be in in, in the movie in in a movie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Zoe Saldana character was kind of just kind of chucked to the side for like two or three things, you know. And it wasn't until like close to the end of the movie where it's like, okay, cool. Like Natia, like that's the character I missed. That's that's the character I thought was badass and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, there she is. Like she's almost like almost completely written out of the of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, like yeah, that's that's one of the big problems I had with this with this one. Yeah. Um. I just never really thought Sam Worthington was a good actor in the first one. <laughs> okay. So I don't really think he's better in this one, but yeah. I still kind of like eh. Yeah. And um, Sigourney Weaver played that kid, didn't she? Yeah, she plays Kira. And I, th- uh, Kiri. Yeah, sorry, Kiri. She looks the same as, like, I just thought that was weird. But, like, it was weird because she played herself and her avatar yeah. in the first one, and now she's playing this kid version. And she, yeah. sound- and she sounded, that was the thing. Every time I heard Kiri speak, I'm like, she sounds old. Oh, really? She's a, she's a kid. Uh, and she has a deep woman voice in a lot of the scenes. I didn't really get that. I, to tell you the truth, it was like, I felt like, I was like, all right, clearly that's Sigourney Weaver's voice, but like, it's like a little bit of a higher pitch. Like they're trying, they're really trying to make it sound like she's like a teenager again. And that, that was kind of taking me out of the movie. I heard too much deep, like, 
like almost like um in the halloween movie the first one uh, when you're watching like jamie lee curtis uh and the, one of the things that was taking me out of it a little bit was that she has a deep voice for her age yeah, as a teenager yeah yeah but like this didn't feel like that it really felt like they cast an older woman for a teenager yeah and then i'm like oh because they did <laughs> i'm just picturing i'm just picturing jake sully going up to he's like ah kiri my teenage daughter how was your day it's fine daddy <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed it quite well. <laughs> I love you, daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I love you, daddy. Come back to me, daddy. <laughs> you know what? Kate mm. Winslet. Uh, mm. Kate Winslet should have played her. Okay. And then, um, but instead, it'll be Kate Winslet. Uh, but it'll be Arnold Schwarzenegger as Kate Winslet. Oh, that video you showed me. <laughs> Jack, look at my boobies, Jack. Look at them. <laughs> Ugh. Um. With, with that being said, I I get why they cast. I, I get why they brought her back because how how they're like like I said earlier, like how they're setting up that character and the importance of the character and how that character is related to the Sigourney Weaver character. Yeah, but it's movie. like mm. it's like casting someone and then casting their child and it's them again. Mm. Like that's stupid. I don't think it was really that stupid. I think I tell you the truth, and another reason why I think like they did that is because I think James Cameron, once again, James Cameron was trying to put the idea of like you can cast somebody and they can literally play any role, you know. So he's trying to. He, I think he. I think um, now it's not perfected, obviously, but he was. He's really working towards. We can really advance film if we can kind of if we can put anybody in any role we want despite of how they look. Mm-hmm. And I think he was really trying to convey that message with uh, the Kiri character. You think it worked? Not 100%, but it, at least I was like, okay, he's like, he's doing something different. Yeah. And it is itself. It's, it's just not appealing to me. If, yeah. you're, if you're, I don't know. It, it, I feel like if you really want to do that, mm. you should make sure the technology is there for that. Mm. And if it's not quite there, then mm. don't do it. To tell you the truth, I feel like if uh, if Disney didn't buy Fox, because James Cameron, he he convinced a lot of people, like, no, this movie needs to have this advanced technology to, like, convey the story I want, I want to tell. I honestly think that if he was given more time, he would have he would have been working on this movie for, like, another year. Mm. Um. Because I don't know, I, I think I, I think I saw somewhere that he said like he felt like the movie wasn't, it was as close to being perfect as how he wanted it, mm-hmm. given the time frame stuff like that. Because you know when Disney Disney bought Fox, they're like, all right, wrap Let's this go. shit, wrap this shit up, man. We're spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I don't know. He may he, he may have it may have gotten better, um, given time. But obviously, you know that's not the case. This the movie's out now, so mm-hmm. you take it for all its imperfections. Yeah. So that's what I, she really did. Every time I saw her, she mm. took me out of the movie okay. every single time. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, before we hop in the spoiler section, um, let's just tackle a little bit on the directing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm trying to remember which Shane Cameron films you've seen. You've seen Aliens. Titanic. Titanic. Um, True Lies? No. I know you haven't seen The Abyss. No. Um, 
Terminator? Terminators. Yeah. Because we watched that together. You watched, yeah, you watched Terminator 1, Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and then a couple of the newer ones. Like Avatar? No, Terminator. Oh, yeah, but see, he, he, he like, was Oh, he was a producer. He was, like, he was, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> he was, like, a producer on, like, two of them or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so, what did you think of, of James Cameron directing? Since you kind of have an idea of his style of directing. I think his style of directing is very much like he likes to have multiple storylines. Mm. He bounces around kind of a lot. Mm. But sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Mm. And in a film this long, mm. it's not it works 100% of the time or it doesn't. Yeah. And within this film, sometimes it was fine and sometimes it was cut weirdly. Oh, okay. And some of it was too slow, and some of it yeah. was kind of like, what am I watching? Yeah. Um, but some of it was good. Mm. Um, like the, the scene in the beginning where they're, like, fighting. Not not the beginning, beginning, but, mm. like, after they kind of go through, like, their exposition dump of the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, boy, that exposition dump. That's like, <laughs> here's what you've missed for the past ten years. <laughs> and all that shit, like, fuck, all right. Exactly. We're, we're really catching up here. <laughs> Um, I, like, some of it was okay. Like, the mm. that one uh, action scene. There's a few action scenes that are good. One thing that um, I will definitely admit is that I feel like James Cameron has still, James Cameron, James Cameron has not missed a step when it comes to his action. Yeah. Uh, like, there, there are a couple of action scenes that are fucking badass. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. There's there's the third act action scene, which is like the last hour of the movie where um, there are times where. Uh, so let me try to think. So there's like one of the Transformers movies, I think it's like Age of Extinction, um, that has like their third act is none but action. Mm-hmm. And that got very tiring to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get like <clears throat> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part two. Mm-hmm. Third act last hour all action it worked well i think avatar the way of water did the same thing where it's third action and it's like it kept like ramping up kept like going and going going but not like too ridiculous but i think what made it look great was just like the effects the 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 cgi the advancement technology i think it looked i think it looked pretty badass not all the time Mm -hmm. but there but most of the time it looked fucking cool like you can like one of the things i've been hearing um one of the main complaints i've been hearing about this movie is that some of it is shot in 24 uh, fps mm-hmm. um and you can really tell it like okay this is something is off with this it does it, it it's this it's this uncanny, <coughs> uncanny valley type thing mm-hmm. where it's just not sitting right and there are times where it's where things are like beautiful they're well shot they're putting together and stuff like that you can tell like all right this is where they spent a lot of time in terms of the cgi so yeah i mean I don't know. I, I I like I like his directing. <laughs> I think I think he, I think he did a good job directing. I know there are some of the issues with the directing. Like yeah, some of the edits do they do seem kind of weird or kind of out of nowhere. Um, and then like I said, it kind of goes back to uh, what I said. Like there's there's a lot of like let, let's just look at this pretty shit for a while and let's you know take our time with this plot. As with the rest of his films. Mm. <clears throat> I feel like his directing is sometimes on, mm. 
I feel like he likes to over-explain the story in certain parts that don't need explaining. Mm, okay, yeah, I can see that. And so that's what, what that's the issue I have with like mm. not sometimes his pacing or with his telling of the story. Yeah. Um, because like you don't need to know everything. Yeah, yeah. That's I think true. the only thing he's not telling is how they sleep and how they take a shit. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, clearly, I mean, since the Sully family are like, there are those the beach area now. They just kind of just move some shrubbery inside and just poop into the into the ocean. And that's <laughs> the way of water. <laughs> they probably have some mystical creatures that feed on it, so they Ew. just they just have their hands out and they scuttle away with it. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> you run with it. Um, <clears throat> All right, you want to hop into the spoiler section? Yeah. All right, so yeah, we're going to talk about um, Avatar The Way of Water uh, in the spoiler spoiler section. Uh, We're going to talk talk about the movie in great lengths. So if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. Spoiler section. Spoiler section. Um, all right. So you had an issue with Stephen Lang coming back from the dead as, as the clone, as the clone, the subconscious, the consciousness of what was his character's name? Cortez or some shit? Corich. Corich. Cortez. (laughs) Very close. I know. Right. Corich coming back. Mm -hmm. And this time he's in the body of a Navi. Well, he, I think he was in his own body first. Well, yeah, in the first one, yeah, but then his, but his character died. No, 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 I know, but the clone was human first. No, the clone was never human. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just think that's weird. How they just how they put his consciousness into into the into the Navi body? Yeah, because then you needed a, a live human. Like I said, they don't explain it. James Cameron just like, well. Let's let's not just say it was just James Cameron. It was James Cameron um, and company and company. Rick Jaffa and uh, Amanda, Amanda Silver. Amanda Silver. They, I, I wouldn't be surprised if James Cameron was like he's come. He comes back this way, and then Rick and Amanda are like, "Well, can you explain it further?" No, he comes back this way, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, because movie magic. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny because we normally say we don't need the explanation of how this works. Mm. But because they explained it a certain way in the first one, mm. now you do have to explain why it's different in the second one. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, in the first one, they <coughs> they really hammered home that, like, you need a body to control the avatar. It has to match your DNA or, like, your, your body structure or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it has to match it. There's no other like way around it. Like, they created the, the, the avatar to match with your brain and how it works specifically. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sigourney Weaver's brain pattern it's not gonna match up with jake sully's avatar and boom she's in like jake sully's body or some shit like mm-hmm. that um but yeah when they <coughs> when they bring him back the stephen lane character like that i was like that's stupid <laughs> just give me like a five minute explanation of like how that's all any really yeah, need of this three-hour movie yeah and not only not only stephen lang <clears throat> is the only one who comes back there are several other characters in the previous avatar movie who died who came back in navi's body Mm-hmm. In, in, in these avatar bodies, right? 
And it's like, just give me something. Just give me a little something. Just, that's all I need. That's all I need. Yeah, and also normally it's mm. scientists and smart people. Yeah. In the not in the avatars. Yeah, yeah. And now you got some fucking idiots. They're just <laughs> big fucking hulking idiots. Yeah. And these and and to me, it's such a huge and weird disconnect. Mm. Because um when you think when you look at the Navi, mm. they just seem so peaceful and like they have like an, an understated intelligence, mm. like <clears throat> then here comes these fucking Americanized Navi, like yeah. with their fucking haircuts and shit. That's mm-hmm. like really you had to bring the haircut over. Like, yeah, that was actually kind of funny. Like, what the fuck? Um, so, so, like, like I said, that part. <coughs> sorry, that part had bothered me. Um, however, what they were, what James Cameron company were trying to do with Stephen Lane character was the idea of like. Uh, like this concept of like how how do you how do you know you're you or how do you explain your existence when your former your former body or a version of you died you know like he has all the memories up until his death right and he sees that and like I think like how that like fucks with your head mm-hmm. and they kind of explored that <coughs> a little bit which I thought was actually pretty cool um, so <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> So, um, the idea... Oh, sorry, I got just more. Mm. You know, that car, that car passing by. Would I know, through the dead air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, okay. So, as I was saying, um, how you now have the character... You have him in the in the shoes of the Navi now, like these these creatures that you were trying to kill and take over their land and everything. Well, now you're one of them, and mm. you can't go back to like your body. Yeah, like that's not. So I so, so that part I actually liked that whole thing and how he actually is kind of like getting into their ways. Like he's like understand their language. Like there's that part where Spider is helping him uh, get a, get uh, control of one of those flying creatures, mm. and how and that's kind of like a. That's not just something that they can just do. Like he has to like the creature has to choose him. He has to like defend himself and everything. Like he's getting into like slowly in the tradition, the tradition of these people. Mm-hmm. So the fact that like um, the fact that they didn't kill him, I'm very curious to see what they do with him in the next movie. Like maybe he might be turning to the other side or, or something. I'm like I'm interesting. I'm interested in seeing them explore that character a little bit more. I'm not. It's almost like I smell shit. (laughs) 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 Let's tell that to James Cameron. I smell shit with that character. Seriously, though, like, Mm. I didn't like him in the first movie, but he fit. He Mm. fit in the first movie. Mm, Yeah, I can see. So I wasn't upset with him being there. Yeah. And he sufficed. Mm hmm. Now he's back, and I'm like, why? Uh, why couldn't you come up with a different storyline? Mm-hmm. But now he's here, mm. and like, he's just full of all the phrases that you would expect a military person to say. Mm. And like, he just, there's just no point to me to him. Yeah. There's no point because we've been through this already. Mm. Just now he's an avatar. Mm. And then, um, if you bring him back again, mm. two things. Either he's going to be the same and I'm annoyed, mm. or he's 
going to start off the same and turn to be better. Mm. And too much shit has happened. I'm tired of you already. So oh, like, okay, yeah, like too much of a. He's too much of a. So so, what you're saying? He he doesn't have like a. You don't think he has like a redemption arc? I I don't like. Mm. I he's like one of those people that don't change. Like mm, okay. some people say, people don't change. Mm-hmm. Actually, some people can. I don't think he can. I think I think he can change, and that's and <clears throat> I think that kind of goes with um how his how his son Spider, which. I mean, this, we didn't want to mention that earlier, but how they, they do kind of like give you like this huge hint that Spider is his son, right? Um, and I, I just think they also don't explain that. Yeah, like, well, like, wait, he had a kid? Like, and, and no way in the first Avatar movie did they give an inkling that like he had a son or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the fact that like Spider like saves him at the end and, uh, you know, uh, and, um, Stephen Lane's character is just like, hey, like, come on, like, ride with me and everything. Like, we're gonna take off. Spider's like, essentially, like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Goes back to like, goes back to the Sully family. I think that might be like that might shift his personality or like his thinking that we're gonna see a difference in in the third one. If we do, mm. <clears throat> I think it'll be very similar in feeling to me. Like, I don't think a person like that could actually change one hundred percent to be any very different Mm, okay so if he is it's almost like how like older generations are like i'm not racist Mm -hmm. but you know that they are they just they just just try really hard not to be (laughs) yeah 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 i get you i get you i get you um so i just i it's either gonna be if he goes too far to the good side it's Mm -hmm. not gonna be believable Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't i'm like you're still annoying Mm, okay i understand I, i think they painted themselves into like a weird corner uh, with him yeah I, I i can see that like i said i don't i don't really i like i'm looking forward to see what they do with that character um uh so before before we finish up let's just go back a little bit more about the cgi um and the, the look the look of the movie is there any particular scenes that was just like that like blew your mind you're like holy shit like this is this this scene justifies this movie's existence i think the look of the whole movie mm. honestly like I can understand why people are curious about it and they like the first one and they make everything look really pretty. So, mm. and it's meant for 3D. I mm. honestly think that that alone is worth it making its money back. I honestly think that like the long wait has been, the hype has been building so long. People are like, all right, it's finally here. Let's just go ahead and see why it took so fucking long. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. I think mostly it's usually has something to do with nature. Whenever I'm like, mm. oh, I love this. Mm. Um, so like <coughs> when they are underwater and like meeting new creatures, that's that's one of the reasons, one of the times. Mm. Also, um, the f- the uh, war scene, I guess, at the end. Oh, the, the, the last 30 battle? minutes. Yeah. To me, that was pretty good. I cared more about that one than the very first one that we saw. Because mm, okay. the very first one I saw was almost like it's a video game, mm. like an animated one almost, but mm. like it's like Avatar meets Call of Duty. No, oh, okay, yeah, I get you. Like the, something was already crashed. Yeah I, yeah, I get you. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm not about that one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I really liked um how they made the um other tribes home feel mm. like look and feel like the water was really serene and like like yeah, the colors wa- were yeah. very caribbean and like yeah that water tech was like fucking amazing yeah yeah um like even how they made the ripples in the water mm-hmm. 
I don't think I've ever seen it mm. like that in CGI. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, especially like when, the, like I said, when the characters, like there's this really great underwater chase scene. It's with one of the Sully kids and it's like, um, uh, let me see which kid is it. It's like the metal child. Uh, maybe it was, I think it's Loka. Loka. Um, there's like the part where like, Oh, it's uh, Loak. Loak, where like the uh, like a sea creature is chasing after him, mm-hmm. like a, almost like a sh- hammerhead shark level type creature, mm-hmm. and like the camera like follows him and everything. And it's like this close up shot and everything like that. I thought that chasing was actually pretty badass. Yeah, I wasn't as focused on the scene itself, like mm-hmm. how it looked, as I was like he's trying to get away. And it's funny because it was a very cliche kind of scene. Yeah, everyone always gets into some type of like weird barrier cage type like of it's like, like a, a cave that's barely gonna hold someone back or like yeah. branches or this case it was like underwater it was like underwater branches or some shit yeah um so i but even though it was like cliche in a way i was like more invested in like i hope he gets away yeah because I, I honestly with this film i was like oh they're gonna kill him mm. but they didn't yeah no they killed the oldest son which i i was like oh shit i can't believe they killed yeah the, his oldest um uh, uh, and it's it. I and I think the death of the oldest son, um, was I think his name was played by Jamie Flatters. Um, I thought I thought okay, like one, it was it was well, I won't say it was like totally shocking, but I was like, oh shit, they killed this kid, right? Um, but I actually like how that was used to be like at the end, like Jake Sully was like, all right. We got to go on the offensive now because we've been doing defensive this entire time. Mm-hmm. So it's like that last like 30 seconds. I'm like, all right, I can't wait for part three. <laughs> I actually can't wait for part three now. He said that and it made me curious. Mm. It made me curious about the next film, but yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm looking forward to it. See, I'm actually looking forward to it. I actually <clears throat> hope that like, I actually hope they further expand uh, the, this world, like, yeah, we got like the forest in the first one. We got this, we got the ocean in this one. We're like the desert now, or some shit like that, or something like underground, or like way high in the mountains, or so, like the snow level, Navi, or some shit like mm. that. So, um, I'm hoping it goes further into that. Um, so, uh, last question I'll ask you about this movie. Uh, did you have an emotional connection to this movie? Because I've been hearing stories of people were like they were crying because certain characters die you know this is a film if you are a parent you're gonna really feel it and shit like that but there are people who had kids and they're just like i didn't feel this movie i feel like the people who said they were totally connected the whole time Mm. probably like twilight (sighs) like like they and not that like oh they like the stupid films but like they like the ones that are like it's like how people like the the novels that are like book after book after book mm. i feel like it's like that mm. like they like maybe they come like too invested into yeah, it. yeah they come so attached because it's like this whole world and like mm. <clears throat> i didn't feel attached to the film there were times where it had an emotional beat mm. that i felt but not enough to make me cry yeah i'm the, I'm the same way with you um i was just i wasn't <clears throat> um i i think I think with me, the the appreciation for the technology that's used to create these worlds 
that overshadowed like any type of emotional connection to it. I'm not saying like James Cameron did like a piss poor job or the writers did a piss poor job at, at this. Mm-hmm. It's just like I just didn't feel it. I it, like I said, I just enjoyed the way it looked, but like, and it's, it's some of the performance. Like I said, the kids, I mm-hmm. really like the performance of the, of the children, um, and Stephen Lang. You know, even though you're all that hate. Um, I like him. Yeah, you just don't like. I just his, don't think his character fits, and yeah. he's really fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you know you didn't didn't get it the first two no. times I said it. <laughs> yeah. I know Mark's already like, come on, move off this shit already. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it, 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 it at least it kept me enough vest, invested that I was like, all right, I really want to see what he's gonna do with the next films now. Mm. Yeah, so I, I I enjoyed it. Did I say? Did I compare it yet on this on the podcast right now? I don't remember. To what? To like what it reminded me of. Remember when we were in the movies and I told you? Uh, no, you haven't mentioned that. Okay. <clears throat> this film to me feels like an amalgamation of Terminator mm. and Titanic and the first Avatar. Mm. Like it felt weird, like um, like a mishmash of action and mm. like, you know, a, like emotional beats or maybe like so. water and like sinking things and mm. like emotional beats that might be out of place sometimes and like mm. nature <laughs> like i you know what i will and and i and i and i know why you didn't include this because you've never seen this movie mm-hmm. i would actually <clears throat> i would actually throw the abyss in there as well because the uh the abyss i mean his, his like previous movies like let's say terminator 2 kind of that's that was like almost his first step of like this is uh, this is gonna be my thing where like i'm gonna really try to like really advance technology and filmmaking um the abyss is like another level of that where he's like trying like the whole water thing like the abyss looks amazing especially for that time it came out like mid to late 90s or something like that i think it was like mid, actually i think it might be early to mid 90s but like it looks amazing for that time mm-hmm. you know especially if like you see like in 4k blu-ray or whatever um so I would throw the abyss into that equation or that mishmash that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said other people had the same sentiments. Yeah, a lot of people had said the same thing that like, oh, this is like James Cameron. Like he he did all these other movies to build up to like this movie. Mm-hmm. And it, I can I can see that it makes sense. I kind of feel like um, they're all in the same world. <laughs> the Navi are gonna go to the city, and it's gonna be like. Terminate. It's gonna be Skynet City or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else? Actually, you know the Terminator. Hmm. The Terminator is another uh, another tribe of the Navi. Oh my god, the T eight hundred models and shit like uh-huh. the T one hundred models. Yeah, like you know we have regular nature stuff, mm-hmm. and then you know like the Terminators. You don't really know where they came from, mm-hmm. like other than Skynet, but like. Other than that, yeah, I feel like you know, they just have another clan that's like robots. Why not? Okay, all right. Watch, I'm wrong, and that's like the in the next movie is like robots, robots and shit. Yeah, and after that, they go to space. Oh my god! (laughs) Maybe they do go off planet eventually. Nah, you're stuck on Pandora forever, (laughs) forever. They're gonna stay in Pandora's box. All right, uh, so yeah, that's our review for uh, Avatar: The Way of Water. Um, there's no variety time this week, uh, so we're just gonna go hop into our geriatric cinematic. 
what is that, Kelsey? <laughs> I like how you said that. Um, usually I say the geriatric cinematic of James Cameron's Avatar. You Jake Sully? I'd like to talk to you about a fresh start on a new world. You'd be making a difference. I became a Marine for the hardship. I told myself I can pass any test a man can pass. All I ever wanted was a single thing worth fighting for. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not in Kansas anymore. You are on Pandora. You should see your faces. We have an indigenous population called the Na'vi. They are very hard to kill. This is why we're here. Because this little gray rock sells for 20 million a kilo. Their village happens to be resting on the richest deposit and they need to relocate. Those savages are threatening our whole operation. We're on the brink of war and you're supposed to be finding a diplomatic solution. The movie that we are reviewing right now mm. came out in 2009. The synopsis is, a paraplegic marine dispatched to the moon Pandora on a unique mission becomes torn between following his orders and protecting the world he feels is his home. Directed and written by James Cameron. <clears throat> it stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, and Kate Winslet. That's, that's my mistake. Not Kate Winslet. <laughs> Not Kate Winslet. It's a different movie. <laughs> Good job. Um... So yeah, Avatar, 2009 Avatar, um, I remember when this movie blew the fuck up. I remember the fucking toys. Like the little rhino looking things Mm. were in everybody's fucking McDonald's happy meals. I think I remember that as well. And they lit up too. Yeah. Um, I saw this movie twice in theaters in 3D. I mean, that pales in comparison to people who were like obsessed with this movie i saw it the first time um i think i saw it with a friend and then i took my mother to see it because i was like you gotta see this movie it's amazing in 3d and everything Mm -hmm. um and obviously over time like there are people who are questioning the cultural cultural relevant relevance um relevance relevance thank you relevance of of 2009's uh avatar um but, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what I think about this movie, because uh, no one gives a shit about it. It matters more what does Kelsey think about this movie. Let me preface this by saying... Okay. <laughs> I've always hated this movie. <laughs> always. From the very beginning. Did you... Oh, so, wait, wait. Before you continue, did you watch this movie, like, before we, before we made it an assignment for the podcast, did you watch this movie? One time. Okay. Now, did you watch it? In the oh, um, damn! I completely forgot. Okay, quick mention, wrote super fast. We didn't mention how like the format that we watched the movie Avatar: The Way of Water. We both saw it in IMAX 3D, mm-hmm. so we tried to get as best as we could. So if you are still listening, just kind of know we did at least watch it in IMAX 3D. We didn't watch it in 2D. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Go on. You were gonna ask me a question. Uh, yeah. So did you? For Avatar, 2009's Avatar, did you watch it in the 3D format? No. Okay. That, that you were just not interested in seeing it that way? Well, I think at that time, mm. I was already married. Mm. Holy shit. I think I watched it on TV. Mm, okay. 
I don't think Cisco was very interested in it, and I don't know mm. why or how I watched it. Mm. But um, I don't even know if I watched it with him. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. I just I didn't like it when okay. I first saw it at all. Okay. Um, and then I watched it the other day. Now, before you continue, you have very you have been very vocal. <laughs> Of like, fuck, we gotta watch these Avatar movies, Mark. Why? Like, can we just do something else? Well, I mean, the D23 conference didn't fucking help. Mm -hmm. Like, the clips that they chose to show us and completely, like, ram-fist them into our fucking brains. Yeah, and it's like, out of context, we're like, we don't know what's going on at all with this. It was like, why are you showing me this? I don't want to sit. I feel like I'm being held hostage. Uh So... I hated this movie forever. I was very vocal about it. Mm. Hated this movie. Did not care because that the new one was coming out. Mm. But things have changed. <laughs> I don't love the movie, mm. but it's actually enjoyable to watch. I'm, I'm not going to revisit it, uh, but like, I didn't want to kill myself after it, like I thought I would. You. You were you were pretty much not pretty much. You were a bit more. Let's say it. Uh, you were you were kind of selling, not selling it. You were a bit more upbeat. When you when I had asked you like, oh, what you think about? You're like, I think I think the word your words were. I really liked it. No, no, no. I didn't say I really liked it. Uh, I'm like, uh, like I told you, like brace yourself. <laughs> and I was like, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> And it was very like, yeah, it was sheepish. <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay, man, I like it, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So I do like the movie, mm. but I'm. It's not enough for me to be like. It's like I can see what people like about it, mm. and the story made more sense to mm. me this time around, and like, um, the. Like I cared more about the characters. Um. So I like I get it. It still doesn't have that emotional pull that it did for other people yeah um but like i don't love it like Mm. to the point of i would watch this Mm. i love this movie like it's just it's good okay um so what did what i feel like you're like okay like i was hoping you said you love it (laughs) i'm just i was i was just shocked that you said you actually liked it (laughs) because like i said you know, you were just like, fuck. I this. felt like that about you and the fucking Wizard of Oz movie. Oh boy, was that fucking fun. Like I didn't like I didn't hate it. You didn't love it for what it what they intended it to be. Yeah. Either. Yeah, I loved it for like, wow, this movie's really fucked up. Like, holy shit. <laughs> they made this into a movie. Um Yeah, but back to back to <coughs> excuse me. Back to uh the um Avatar. What did you what did you like about this movie? Um, I like the whole science aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I liked the fact that these scientists were trying to learn this new culture that they didn't know about. Um, I liked the world building of it because mm. anytime I see a story or like see a movie or hear a story where it's like world building, mm. um, especially if it's done well. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Then I really like that. Um, I like their acceptance of this outsider. Like, that's very... 
almost like a coming of age in a different way, even though he's mm. older, like it's still like, oh, you're starting off. They told they even said like, oh, you're a baby. Yeah. Mm. Like it felt like he was growing up. Yeah. Again. Um, what else did I like? I don't know. I, I think I liked too um, his ability to come back from, oh, I really fucked up. Who, the Jake Sully character? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. To, um, I, I'm the only one who can help you. Like, I want to help you. Yeah. Um, I like that, like, redemption part of it. Now, <clears throat> um, since we're talking about, like, the redemption part and everything like that and the character evolving within the story, um, one of the, one of the biggest issues that this movie had uh, at the time of at times at the time of its release was a lot of people found a lot of comparison to dancing with wolves and like fern gully like the rainforest um now i think you've never seen those movies right i saw dances with wolves my mom used to watch that fucking movie all the time we um, had that movie now within within the context of the story do you feel like at least some of the originality that james cameron was trying to pull or did you just kind of be like i feel like i've seen the story like a thousand times um, I, you know what? I did kind of get a little bit of a sense of that, like... Which one? Um, of the fact that it's not an original, original story. Mm-hmm. Because there's all kinds of stories out there that are like, these these people are encroaching in on these other people, mm-hmm. but they accept them anyway. Yeah. So I did get that, but mm-hmm. I also feel like the... The, um... The characters were so different and mm. like their setting was so different mm. that it it worked anyway. Like mm. it wasn't like an exact retelling because yeah. you're not telling it from the eyes of like, I don't know, a Kiwi or a Native American or yeah. whatever. It's th- these other people that have a different culture completely. Yeah. And they look very different. Yeah. So uh, that's why I think it was okay and it worked because it wasn't like oh this is boring because it's the same story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's that. Um, what is it? I can't remember who said this. Is like a philosopher said like there's only like really six stories out there in the world. Like that's it. It's just mm-hmm. told in different a different form or fashion. Um, so when we had watched this film, it was you know it was streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, we didn't watch it in the intended version, which is like. 3D. And we missed the boat of the rewatch of it. Yeah, yeah, there was the rewatch that we did not attend. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask Kelsey, um, did you th- do you think that kind of took away from your experience from really enjoying the movie? No. Okay. I think if I would have seen it in 3D, I would have seen more issues with the CGI than I did on the TV. Really? Oh, like, well, that's true. Okay. Because it's blown up and yeah. it's 3D, and then I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though they did, I think they did some work to it, right? Yeah, I know that they have, uh, since the movie's released, they further and further improve on it. Um, like, I think when we watch, well, of course, we watch something on your TV, which is like, a, your TV's like Chris Clear shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think your TV's more built for like 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might have I, I don't I can't recall but I feel like we might have streamed it at a very very high quality mm-hmm. and I felt like and it was good yeah and I felt like I felt I felt like we really got into the quality of it like there's that there's that um, there's that scene where like Stephen Lane is like his, he's in the mech suit he's like running away from like the ship exploding and he like jumps down and I think like when we were watching it I was like that scene is still fucking badass yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 
But yeah, like I like I think, um, yeah, I mean, like this movie came out in two thousand nine. We're in twenty twenty two. I still think the effects or the, the CGI. I think they still hold up. Mm. I think they're still like, damn, this shit looks fucking dope. And you know what? You brought up the mech suits. Mm. I hate mech suits. Do you really? They're stupid. I. I don't think I've uh, seen them done in a way that makes me feel like they're not clunky and slow as shit. Like, I'm tired of uh, seeing them lumber around. Well, they're like these giant metal things. They're not going to be, like, super fast running and shit. Like, the hydraulics aren't going to be, like, up the snuff. I don't believe that's true. I, okay. Because I think that technology can always advance. Mm-hmm. You don't just, oh, here's the best mech suit ever, and it's slow as shit. Like... Mm. You, if you're going to use them in warfare, mm-hmm. they can't just be to stop bullets. I, I, I feel like I can't show you uh, <laughs> I can't show you a Pacific Rim because you'll just get frustrated. I that watch, that's why one of the reasons why I don't like them. Really? Because I watched that movie. <laughs> and anytime I see I mech like suits, that. I'm like, I don't know. Move faster. Seriously. <laughs> Move faster. I didn't see th- like I, even Power mm. Rangers, those are mech suits, really. It's just different. Yeah, yeah it's just a, it's but they're a, still fucking slow. <laughs> I think because I think people put in, they're putting the science and the logic behind it. Like these are lumbering giant machines that are five thousand tons or some shit like that. Gravity's going to be working against them, so obviously they're going to be like, kachoo, 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 like slowly walking and shit like that. Yeah, but, okay, look, big warships, Okay, you think they're very, very slow, and mm. sometimes they are, uh. but they have evolved them to actually be pretty fast, uh. because of, you know, water displacement, like, mm. all the scientific shit. Mm. There's no way you're telling me that a thousand years from now, when we have mech suits, uh. and they're a part of our daily life... Uh. That they can't make them move in more convenient ways. <laughs> also, I think I think. <laughs> hold up, hold up. <laughs> this is a discussion we turn into. <laughs> I also think that from a filmmaking perspective, it makes sense to not move it super fast. Key example is those Transformer films. When you watch them, because they move those robots fast. The Autobots and the Decepticons move kind of fast. It looks like trash. Like, literally trash is in your face. Just like, just in your face. And I think from, like, a filming perspective, they have to they have to slow it down a bit so you can appreciate. I like how you're just, just slowly blinking like, you're full of shit. Mark. Yes. <laughs> What you just described to me was the camera shaky because the cameras are shaky. I'm not saying no, no. It's not camera shaky at all. Camera is static. We are following the the robots fighting, and it looks like trash just but all over the place. That's the directing. Mm-hmm. That's that, not the Autobots. No, that is the directing. That's the speed you're asking for. It's how they're making it look. Mm-hmm. It's like Hardcore Henry. Oh, that's not a good example. That okay. shit is very di- dizzying. Um, Black Adam. That's even a worse example. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. I go, think go, go. that you, you could make it look okay. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're probably. Okay. What well, the examples I was giving you are okay. things that don't work. Yeah. Because, like, the action scenes are bad. Like, uh, there was one of the Superman movie. We watched a Superman movie. Wait, what, uh, Man of Steel. I think it was that one. The one with Henry like, Cavill, right? And basically, the whole city gets demolished. Yeah. And we're talking about that. Mm. And like. You just don't know what's going on. Mm. It's not because they're mechs. Mm. It's because they don't know how to direct a fucking fast-paced fight scene. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're mechs. Like okay, I gotta. Sh- I'm gonna show you those Transformer films. No, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. Two, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This one I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show you two movies, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna show you Pacific Rim Two, which they sped up. Mm-hmm. They sped up the robots. Okay. And you'll be able to be, I'm hoping you'll see it and be like, all right, you're right. Which I highly doubt. I smell a variety time coming. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Not the next one, because yeah. we already have that one coming up. Yeah, yeah. The this, one after? Yeah. That's our variety time. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So back to Avatar. <laughs> back to Avatar. <laughs> um, I mean, it was relevant, because yeah. they have the mech suits, which yeah. are bullshit, yeah. but. Um, okay, so back to Avatar. Okay. Um, Anything about the performance from anybody? I, I, I know you had kind of mentioned uh, in our review for Avatar The Way of Water that you you did like Steven, you liked Stephen Lane, but you didn't like his character in that movie. This is like your first introduction to the character for this movie. Did you at least enjoy that character at that time? Yes. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say enjoyed him. He fit this movie. Mm, now I get you. Okay. So, um, so I didn't find him out of place. Mm-hmm. So if he was annoying to me at all, it was because he was meant to be because he mm-hmm. was written that way. Yeah. Um, the other one, I just thought it was so doubly so because I didn't think he fit. Yeah. And I was tired of seeing him. And mm. so like, and then he was written annoying like he was in the first one. Yeah. So like, I, I was okay with him. Because mm. I, I get the whole like government versus science versus nature. Nature. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sigourney Weaver didn't have a huge role in the film. Really? I feel like, I feel like her role was pretty significant. It was significant, but she mm. wasn't in the movie a lot. Mm. What I meant. Okay, gotcha. So what I, that's the whole thing. Like, Even mm. though it was significant, mm-hmm. I think I was really happy to see her. Yeah. Because of it. Like, she fits the significance of it. Yeah. Um, you know, especially because, like, she, she survived the aliens. Mm-hmm. And um, she kept, she was able to continue in the science community. Mm. And <laughs> hmm. you're totally not like. No, yeah, I, no, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm making a joke and you're totally like, mm hmm. Like you oh, get it. Oh, that's what, but that's the thing I was like, wait, where is she going with this? <laughs> I thought you were actually like, I thought you were joking. I thought you were kind of going somewhere weird. <laughs> I was really like, where's she going? Where's she going with this? <laughs> you were overthinking it, so you couldn't see the joke. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I was really happy to see her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, one of my biggest complaints in the Avatar The Way of Water was um, the lack of Zoe Saldana mm-hmm. with the, with her character. Um, and, and obviously in this one, in 2009's Avatar, I really enjoyed her character, uh, Natia. Um, so, Natiri, thank you, Natiri. Um, it's funny because like J- I must say, Jake Sully, Sam Worthington is not that good of an actor. Mm. Well, 
I don't want to say he's not that good of an actor. He's done some independent stuff that's actually not too bad. Um, but I felt like I felt like his character's very like absent-minded type of like fish out of water kind of like and plain there's nothing about him that is attractive to me yeah i think it kind of <coughs> it had sat well <laughs> with this character's life of experience in this world it's like almost like it's almost like his stilted acting was perfect to like show his lack of experience like his <laughs> his stilted his stilted existence <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like i actually maybe, maybe that's why he's stuck with this movie for so long <clears throat> Um, Zoe Saldana, mm. actually, and I didn't mention it in um, our recent review, I really enjoyed how she, like, plays into this role. Mm. Like, I, you almost can't even tell it's her. Oh, yeah, The way yeah, she absolutely. talks, yeah. and, like, even the screaming is weird, mm. but, like, in a cool way, because, like, it doesn't sound out of place, it's just different than what you've ever heard before. Mm. Um. So I like that about her, but I know recently, like, she's talked about getting burnt out on the franchise movies. Oh yeah, because she's in this, she's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I wonder if that really had anything to do with the fact that she wasn't a lot like in the other one. Um, but she's in this one a lot. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't. I would maybe say no because James Cameron. You can tell he's trying to move the story away from Zoe Saldana and Sam Worthington's character to be like the story continues. They're not; they don't have to be the main focus as we're like exploring this world. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think it, that the franchise burnout has anything to do with it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, she's one of my favorite characters. Oh, in the movie. Yeah, mm. but though her screaming can get really annoying sometimes too. Even though it sounds cool, mm. they do it way too much. Okay. <laughs> um, so what did you think of James Cameron's uh, directing in, in this movie? <laughs> okay. It's kind of the same thing. Like, I feel... You know what? I think his his directing feels depressing to me. Really? Okay. And, and I'm trying to figure out why. Because, mm. like... Like, I feel like the story is going forward, but sometimes the story goes forward in almost everything he makes in a way that's, like, super linear mm-hmm. with weird pacing. So, like, mm, okay. like I feel like I'm sitting there watching things unravel in real time, mm-hmm. and I don't want that when I go to a movie. Mm, because okay. you go to the movies so things aren't unraveling in real time. Like, yeah. it, it's just, like, too... Like, you, like you, like you want to feel that the... That the time like the time is really moving forward and not any kind of like and i want to move with the time yeah 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 and it's like almost uh too on the nose for the time i guess like Mm. like it's almost like i feel like if i was directing something i would try to make it too real and then it would be boring Mm. because nobody wants to watch that Mm. um and i feel like that's kind of what he does Mm. and so some it's not that his directing's bad it's not He's not a bad director. Mm. I just don't particularly enjoy his style at some parts of the movies that he makes. Like, even Titanic, I really like. Yeah. But there were times in the Titanic, like, I felt like like a kid mm. sitting with adults that don't want to be talked to by a kid. Mm. Like, you're just sitting there quiet waiting for something interesting to happen. Mm, okay, okay. So at, I, you know, at certain par- parts. So I so let me, let me see if I get this. And then that's <laughs> not just pacing, right? Like, oh, okay. I know you could that's feel like that with pacing, yeah. but, like... 
the movie the the story is still moving mm. but it's just not interesting enough for it like makes me like wander around a little bit with my mm. brain like all right like i'm just waiting for something mm. yeah and, that, and that's not to say that like you need like uh, like non-stop action and stuff like that you just um if i can understand this correctly you just when you watch something you want you want to feel like the story is moving forward and it's not like pausing just to be like look at this Kind of yeah, or like we're having a dinner scene, mm. and it's a regular dinner. Yeah, like there's nothing like there's not like an interesting conversation going on with the dinner. It's just people just eating and shit. Yeah, it's like people eating and talking, but like I don't give a shit what they're talking about. Okay. Like I feel like sometimes he fails at that type of aspect, really? mm. where he's like able to make a story go forward, mm. but sometimes he's so focused on the detail of their setting mm. and the type of dinner they're having, mm-hmm. and like. And how they are in their environment, mm-hmm. that it's like, I need more. Like that's interesting. Hmm. It's like um, I've I've never heard that complaint about James Cameron's uh, his writing. I have a feeling that it's just because um, I see things in like hyper detail. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't notice the things that I notice. Yeah. So I don't think it matters to anybody because they don't notice it, so they don't agree. And there, there is a level of like, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> there is a level of fandom around James Cameron where there's like the dude can do no wrong, mm-hmm. you know. Which and, and and I, I was one of those people who are just like James Cameron's hidden hit. He's made hit after hit after hit, you know. Like mm-hmm. even his even his like movies that may not be that great are still like other directors like best work or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel with um with avatar there is some kinks in his armor you know he's not he's not chinks sorry yeah chinks his uh any that sounds racist (laughs) yeah he has chinks in his armor (laughs) (laughs) um uh i do feel that in avatar it is kind of like the style his style writing is starting to come off as a bit dated um and like and I and I, and he does this he does this in, in the second Avatar movie where he's like all right he brings people in mm-hmm. to be like okay I can't fo- solely focus on the writing I can't do the writing and don't get me wrong he's a massively talented dude who can do writing directing producing and everything like that but there are times where like even a director is will take a crack at the script and it's like you shouldn't have written that script yeah you know like a case in point is like uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, Interstellar. Mm. It's like I really wish he did not write that fucking script. <laughs> Visually, looks amazing. Script wise, it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I get I get what you're saying <clears throat> about James Cameron and like some of his, not just to say his pacing, but some of it's just kind of like, all right, why are we here? Yeah, that's kind of like um, I guess if I could explain it in a way is like, uh, most people when they write a story. They have to do it in a way that keeps people interested. Like, it's not going to happen exactly the way. Like, they over-dramatize it. Like, The Crown. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you would think that'd be a stuffy-ass fucking show. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Yeah. And the pacing on it's pretty pretty good, actually. Okay. What? I I just realized. Uh, all right. Because I, I was talking about Christopher Nolan. And um, this is a little sidestep. Um you know, there's. Uh, I'm. I'm really looking forward to his Oppenheimer oh, movie. Oh shit! That face. I know what that face is. And that's the face of like, fuck. He wrote the script. Shit. By himself. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. <clears throat> it's like um, that story we want to write about the the guy who, 
uh, the lottery guy. Mm-hmm. Or it's not the lottery, the game show guy. Oh, yeah, how he scammed, how he, uh, mm-hmm. him and his wife scammed the game show. Yeah. yeah. But if, like, you sit there and you're listening to them talk about, like, in your head, like, if you could visualize it, mm-hmm. the way they're talking about how they're going to do it, mm-hmm. I could imagine them spending 15 minutes planning something out in a way that I don't give a shit about mm-hmm. if James Cameron wrote it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he just, he's too hyper-realistic on things like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, another person would be like, oh, let's, like, make it short and sweet and, like... Yeah, hit, hit, then, hit the finer points of it and make it intriguing. And then move on. Yeah, yeah. Instead of making, like, 15 minutes, you've kind of, like, done it in 10 minutes and you're like, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get you. I feel like that's... But not all of James Cameron's directing in the same movie, even, mm-hmm. is like that. It's just there are parts of it. I can see that. Like, I like now I think about it... <clears throat> Like, I'm thinking about, uh, like, for example, like, True Lies. I don't think you've seen that one. Um, that one, like, I can't, I don't really see much of a problem with, I mean, the movie can be problematic because of the um, the, the the depiction of certain, uh, like, people from other countries and stuff like that. Kind of, kind of comes off very stereotypical. But, like, I feel like with that one, like, the pacing in his, it's it's really played up of, like, this is, like, what happens if I do a James Bond film. And it's just like just fun mm-hmm. to like watch that. Um, and now I think about it, you might like like you might not like the abyss because there's a lot of like, why are we here <laughs> kind of moments. Yeah, and also like, I think it's funny. Like, if people are gonna draw out scenes like that, mm-hmm. they make it very emotional mm-hmm. or like very visually stunning. Mm-hmm. But, like, in a really calm way. Like, independent films do that really well. Yeah. Um, and But usually he's just there, like, this is their life. Like, a day in the life. Mm. I'm like, okay. I feel like I'm in the day of my own life. Like, I don't <laughs> care. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's, you have that, to add something yeah, and to that's it. Some, and that's some of the issues you were seeing with, uh, with 2009's Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Um... I was more cared about. I was more caring about the uh, the plants and how fucking weird they are and <laughs> how cool that was. Yeah. Like, wow, look at all this fucking foliage that seems to be really alive. Yeah, like visual wise, yeah, it's like the like I said, the movie still holds up visual wise. It still looks beautiful and stuff like that. But yeah, you're you're right. There are times where I'm like, all right, come on, man. Like, I get it, it's beautiful, but come on, man. We gotta keep <laughs> how going. How many times are you gonna show them connecting their little hair thing? I know, to like, like fifteen thousand times to the trees and to the animals and to the tree again. <laughs> each other. I know. Look at the knobs connect. Look at them again and again. <laughs> this is a different angle now. Yeah. No, I get you. Um, all right. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Um how i'm coming across mm-hmm. in either of these two films but you're, I, coming, you're coming away from a critical eye critical but like mm-hmm. i think sometimes my mouth sounds different than how my brain feels mm-hmm. and so like i had a lot of criticisms for this movie but i just want to say that i did i did say that i liked it no i i get you so no. like my opinion of the movie is that it holds up and you should watch it if you haven't already oh okay um even but. though I have issues, it's it's not just issues with the film, mm. but more my criticism was James Cameron, James Cameron as a whole, mm. like as a director. Yeah. Um. So, 
it has some of its issues, but I think it's a good, like, you should watch it. We should, um, yeah, if you, I mean, if you haven't watched I mean, like I said, the movie's been out for, like, 13 years. <laughs> it made, like, $2 billion or some shit like that. It made some crazy-ass amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, on the top of, like, highest-grossing film of all time. Um, so I'm sure people are listening. They're like, yeah, I've seen it. And, and and they're like, yeah, I don't like it, <laughs> or they're like, I can't stand it. Um, I feel like I should. I feel like I should really introduce you to more James Cameron stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's not a whole lot, but yeah, like there's True Lies, there's The Abyss. Like I think if he did the Mission Impossible movies, mm-hmm. I don't think they would have done very well at all. Probably, like I said, like his version of a Mission Impossible movie is. A Mission Possible slash James Bond film is like True Lies, but it's like not as it's not as exciting as like the Mission Impossible films. My view on it would be that he would make it boring, not just like however you said, like not mm. serious. Mm. I think it would be serious and very boring. Yeah, probably. Like they would take he would take the excitement out of it, <laughs> and then have some really good fight scenes. Mm-hmm. But nothing in between. I, I gotta show you True Lies. Your, your opinion might change if you watch True Lies. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd still be bad. <laughs> Just in a different way. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I got from what you said. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my final opinion on Avatar. I mean, like, I was one of those people who, like, like I said, saw it twice. As I got older, I was like, yeah, I don't think it was as good as I remember. And then I rewatched and I was like, okay, it still holds up. I, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't revisit it again. Like, it's cool watching it. Um, Especially for the purpose of this podcast, but I'm not like, I gotta go watch it again. You know, nothing like that. You lie. Why? You think I'm gonna watch it again? You said you weren't going to watch any bad movies. Like, then you went through all these movies that you don't like. Oh, you're talking about. Intentionally. First of all. And also, we just watched the Mission Impossible movies like two years ago. Yeah. Like, maybe three years ago. And now here you are going through all of them again. Yeah, because like, they're good. You watch things that aren't good also. And you rewatch yeah. them. Because some, sometimes, because here, here's, hear me out, hear me out. Here's why. Okay, sometimes I I feel like I need to rewatch them to be like, were they really bad? Because sometimes some of these movies that I watch that are bad, um, and the other others who have said, like, no, it's actually good. I really, I really take a step back and I'm like, all right, what was the state of mind that I watched these movies? Like, I, like what Kelsey's referring to, what Kelsey's referring to is that I rewatched Alien Covenant. I have rewatched Alien Prometheus, right? At the first time I watched those movies, I was like, these movies are shit. Like, fuck these movies, right? Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched them and I was like, okay, I get what Ridley Scott was doing. He like, it kind of... He kind of didn't do it right, but I get what he was doing, right? Mm-hmm. And the so reason- then you like the movies? No, I'm not saying I like. <laughs> well, you make it sound like I hated the movies before, mm. and now I don't hate them. Yeah, I, I it's not that I, it, I, I don't hate them. I don't hate them now. They still have a lot of problems or a lot of shit that don't make sense. But like at the times when I saw these those two movies, I was like, I want. I want a fucking alien movie. I want to really explore, you know, what he, wh- the, where the xenomorph come from, comes from, the eggs, the engineers, and all that kind of stuff. And then when I didn't get what I want, or maybe I didn't understand what I was getting, 
I got pissed. I was like, fuck these movies, right? Like, some of the logic makes no fucking sense. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm, my mind has kind of expanded more on filmmaking and kind of like the underlying message of those movies, I've taken a step back and been like, okay, I get what he was getting, I get what he was going, but like, he still messed it up along the way. Mm. Um, and then, like, rewatching the Terminator movies, so, like, from the back, I'm, I'm going through a lot of shit, okay? <laughs> these, these movies are like, let me just turn my brain off and just, like, watch the stupid shit. That brings me to my other point. Earlier mm-hmm. in the podcast today, mm-hmm. you said, I know what I like. Yes. So you don't. No, I because know what I like. I do know what I like, but that's, that's well, not La La Land, you're like, I love this movie. And then you didn't. Because after I got, after the whole amazing nature of it and the whole fantasy of it, I started seeing the problems with that movie. Mm. Like how these are just two white people in Los Angeles and everything. And it's like, you're not really even showing Los Angeles. You're trying to show Los Angeles and the, like, okay. See, now this episode is going all over the fucking place. <laughs> My issue with La La Land is like, it was it was supposed to show the magicalness that is Los Angeles. But as you're an actor trying, or an actor or a musician trying to make it into Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't, he didn't expand on the idea of like, it's not just this little pocket of Los Angeles. There's other parts of Los Angeles that's magical as well you can see the beauties and the beauties in other parts of los angeles not these little pockets where like these two white people are dancing around at griffith observatory okay yeah that's that's it no i got a lot more but we're not, okay. <laughs> we're not doing this for the episode <laughs> <laughs> this is like a tidbit <laughs> we're, we're talking about avatar <laughs> and now we're we talked to we started talking about Prometheus, Pacific Rim, Transformers. Now we're talking about La La Land. You know why? Why? Because James Cameron's gonna do all of those movies with avatars. It's gonna turn into a musical at some point. Can you imagine the avatars in La La Land? Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! The, the fucking female has like roommates. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to give you, I mean, folks, that's like honestly, that's like a, this is a normal discussion. Kelsey and I were, <laughs> we'll be watching a movie and then like we'll pause it and talk for like an hour. <laughs> Sometimes we up. don't even finish this fucking movie in the night we're supposed to be watching it because yeah. we'll pause it. Especially the ones with uh, from Richard Linklater that you like. Mm-hmm. I remember we, were, we got to the point where we didn't finish a movie because we were like, we stopped and talked about it because his stuff is so philosophical. Yeah. And we just didn't finish the movie. We were <laughs> yeah. like, fuck, I guess we're going to finish it tomorrow. Yeah, we got we actually got kind of stuck with that, um, stuck like that with uh, My Dinner with Andre. Oh, yeah. Because we, we were sitting drinking. Like, My Dinner with Andre is like maybe an hour Maybe hour and forty minutes uh-huh. took us maybe like over two hours to to finish it because we kept pausing to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, anything else? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's gonna be our show for this week. Um, I'm sorry, this is gonna be the first show of uh, the week. Of the week, uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us on uh, this episode. Um, we especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for 
hosting this podcast on their website. Um, <clears throat> you can find all your film news, TV news, and reviews at yourentertainmentcorner.com. Um, you can follow all my writing at screengeek.net. Uh, if uh, if you want to go for <laughs> a little bit further into uh, my discussion about Avatar The Way of Water, I have written a review for the website that you can check out there. Um, don't be afraid to drop us an email at therealappeal at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on all podcast catchers. We're all over the place. Don't forget to review us on whatever podcast you tr- podcast catcher you are using. Um, so uh, we're going to be releasing another episode this week. The kind of, you know, like we're making up for our absence. Um, so next week, if you haven't heard the special announcement that uh, I released, I think was it earlier this week? Mm-hmm. It was either, no, I think it was like last week. Oh, it was last week, yeah. actually. If you haven't heard that, um, we're going to be doing a second episode for this week to close out the to close out 2022. Um, our recent review is going to be Damon, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Damon Chazelle from La La Land, okay. uh, we're going to be reviewing his latest movie, uh, Babylon. Um, that movie is currently in theaters right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to end up calling it Babalala. Babalala. Babalala mm-hmm. Land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with that, we're going to do our geriatric cinematic, which is 1991's Barton Fink, uh, uh, put together by the Coen brothers. Um, Barton Fink is available to rent on Apple TV, Amazon, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Uh, do I, have a, I don't have a Turpic yet, but I'm sure we'll come up, come up with one. Because mm. that's what we do. We come up with Turpics. Minutes before <laughs> we start recording, I'm sure it'll have something to do with the uh, Hollywood fuckery. I know, right? That's probably it. Hollywood fuckery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>